I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have Someone not never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another Sing. time This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No. I don't not even care. kind of care. Heading my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook as the kids call it. Ready? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Hello! Budget live, the not so live variety from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And we went live last week on y'all. We went live last Monday, and so many of you low lifers showed up, and it was a great, great time. But we are back not so live this week, and this is the podcast for Monday, November the 20th. It is the week of Thanksgiving, and I'm very thankful for so many things like the low lifers. Very thankful for all you low lifers that tune in each and every week. Uh, I say it every week, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And uh, last week, man, on the live, holy crap, the, the triple threat. It was so cool. She hadn't done a live in a really long time, and she we're walking back to the house from the bar and grill, and she goes, man, things have changed. Things have changed for the better. I mean, it, it was it was crazy keeping pace with how many of y'all were on there and, and commenting, and she remembers – you know, just a few years ago when, when we were doing this and it was, uh, it was a good crowd. It was a loyal crowd, but it wasn't that big of a crowd at times. And, and we're in there doing Instagram live, low budget live from the dang, uh, living room here at, in, uh, at the traveling circus headquarters. And so, uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that so many of y'all seem to enjoy that. And she loved it. And I loved having her mix it up with the low lifers and, uh, she's a character now and she can hold her own with this rowdy bunch there's no doubt about it and we got some requests 
to do another live here soon and maybe maybe the triple threat dish out some gift ideas for the lady you know the ladies the the wives and girlfriends of the low lifers out there the male low lifers and and uh maybe maybe we will do that maybe we'll do that here pretty soon but thankful for uh, all of y'all for showing up and and every week you know showing up and showing out and it's uh it's been a wild ride man it's been a wild ride. Life is good, though, and I'm thankful for everything going on in life right now. I teased it last week on the live, and, and I teased it the week before on the Bass U Live, and Pete Glusick said, you're worse than I can, Ellie. You're, you're making an announcement about an announcement. But uh, last week on Tuesday, the day after we did the live, uh, Alabama Bass Trail announced that, and, and in Kay Donaldson's words, I am the voice, the new voice of the Alabama Bass Trail. I'll be emceeing. Uh, the events there for the Alabama Bass Trail 100s and the Alabama Bass Trail Team Series in both the North and South Divisions. And I'll be helping with the live coverage. Stupid, dumb Darian. Stupid, dumb, y'all sweet tea Darian will be joining me as well. We're getting the band back together and looking forward to spending a lot of time with him next year. We 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 don't get to hang that much anymore, man. The last couple of years, he's been so busy becoming the sweet tea czar. But we're going to join forces there with my with our other buddy Jason Duran doing the live coverage and man you know I said this in a video I posted that it's very much uh I feel like I've been a part of the ABT family for a long time I, I fished the inaugural couple seasons the majority of them anyways uh back 10 years ago I fished last two seasons with little Trey in the ABT 100s we've had some success there I filled in for the great Robbie Floyd a couple of times this past year and, and just truly enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. It's uh, Kay runs one of the most professional trails in this country to be a quote amateur trail, and anybody that fishes would would agree with me on that. It is a uh, she runs a tight ship, and her team that they're fantastic, man. And they have welcomed me with open arms when I've been at the events, either as an angler or working. And so I cannot wait for twenty twenty four. Robbie Floyd, you know those are huge shoes to fill. He's a guy that, uh, I mean, my gosh, I, I looked up to him, seeing him on Bassmaster Classic coverage on freaking ESPN, and he's a he's a guy that you, you hear that voice and you know it, in my opinion, if you keep up with the sport at all. And I thought back in, in 2013 or late 2012 when the ABT was announced and, and when Kay announced that he would be the MC, and I was competing in that first season with a friend of mine, I, I, I thought – I mean, I just remember that that feeling of holy crap, this is this is big time. This is big time because it seemed like such a for a new trail and to only be a quote, you know, Alabama trail, which anglers from multiple, multiple states compete and man, she's kicked out so many folks to the Elite Series of the Bass Pro Tour. I mean, goodness gracious, the talent that comes through there and the talent that still fishes the Alabama every single Alabama Bass Trail event. Toughest one of the toughest trails in the country. Without question, um, but but I remember thinking that's big. I just remember seeing that and thinking, how cool is it going to be to go on the weigh-in stage with Robbie Floyd and getting to know Robbie over the years? He's he's an awesome human. He's somebody that uh, I've learned a lot from. He's somebody that that I've loved getting to know and cutting up with and. The shoes that I'm going to feel, I would love to look right at this camera and say, it's going to be easy. I'm not that guy. They're huge shoes. I know what Robbie meant to the ABT family, to the ABT anglers. And he's he's like me. He's super busy. He's got a lot going on. 
And so he's he's not going to, you know, be uh, able to do it full time this year. So it's uh, it's an honor, though, that I got thought of whenever she needed somebody to fill in last year when Robbie had a conflict. It's an honor that I am someone that she decided to make a phone call to to be the new, quote, voice uh, of the ABT. And, man, it's something that I, I certainly take serious. I have nothing but a, an immense amount of respect. I cannot say that enough for each and every angler that fishes the Alabama Bass Trail. I know I've competed against so many of them since I was a kid with my dad and team tournaments and then BFLs and, you know, Bassmaster, whatever, you name it, local freaking Tuesday nighters. A lot of these folks I've known for many, 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 many years. And they're just absolute, just animals with a rod and reel. And so many, uh, so many fun and familiar faces. And I actually said this a couple weeks ago on the show that that is the heartbeat of bass fishing and, and t- that team tournament trail level. And, and it really is, man, the camaraderie there is unmatched. And, and so, uh, I could go on and on and on all day, but I want to say thank you for the well wishes. When I post the video, the, the positivity, and this is a, a text I got from Kay Donaldson said that she was blown away by the positivity. And a lot of times I think we do me particular, I focus on the negative. You get a couple negative comments, but man, this was, uh, this was mind blowing. Uh, Darian even called and goes, damn dude, like people are really excited. And, and so I was nervous the day of the announcement. I don't, I'm not one that I truly don't get nervous that much these days. And, and, uh, and I woke up Tuesday morning before the press release came out and was a little nervous just because man, it's when you're someone that is as honest as I am at times. And, and I try to be transparent and I'm not afraid to give you my opinion. You rub people the wrong way. And I see comments a lot when people make nice posts about me, when folks say things like, you know, what a piece of garbage I am, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I understand that I, I have people that are fans of Luke Duncan and, and people that aren't, and it's been that way my entire life, and I'm fine with it, of course. But it was uh, it was awesome to see the overwhelming positivity around that announcement, and uh, we ride. We ride into 2024. I've had a bunch of questions. I am still with MPFL, million percent, million percent. These two have, have kind of worked together on this a little bit, and uh, – I'm thankful for them for for being cool with the fact that I'm going to be, you know, working all over the place. And and that's one thing about the MPFL. They're very they're very grateful for every opportunity I get as well. And they want me to be able to do what I can to provide for my family and to be able to just, you know, love life, man. Like these jobs, I will never take for granted. I remember when the phone didn't ring. I remember when, you know, you're you're just beating your head against a rock fishing or or doing this podcast in my freaking bedroom six years ago. And, and you know, and there were, there were a select group of people listening, but it wasn't what it is now. And I remember those days. And the work's not done. I am proud to run all over this country and, and represent people that, that respect me enough and think enough of me to, to give me the reins to these kind of positions. So uh, on this week of Thanksgiving, I can assure you I am very thankful for that. And, and y'all have heard me talk. There's a lot of changes in my life uh, forthcoming, and and we'll get into those as as we go along. But uh, right now, man, life is good. Things are, uh, and all the changes are positive. But but things are uh, certainly certainly uh, on the up and up around here, and and uh, and it's and it's largely because of folks like you that tune in each and every week. So again, just want to open with that this week. Ramble like crazy, but I I really I do appreciate. Um, 
the fact that this platform is is heard and and enjoyed by so many so uh thank you and uh 2024 man it's gonna be gonna be some gonna be some roads running and uh it's no different than ever before i guess but uh we're gonna be wide open from about january to june that's for damn sure but it's gonna be an awesome awesome season let's uh let's thank some sponsors real fast and let's get into the show star try kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater and your chainsaw most importantly in your outboard engine if you're storing if you are storing your boat for longer than two weeks this time of year and so many of us do that so many of us do that Make sure you drop a little StarTron in your tank. StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. ProGuide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com is where you can use code LBL10. LBL10 at checkout is going to save you some money on ProGuide Batteries. I'm running uh, ProGuide trolling motor batteries, the trolling batteries. And, uh, and I said this last week, but I made a switch and started playing around with one of their lithium cranking batteries. And that's that's kind of a... It's a different segment for these guys. I've been a big AGM guy on my on my cranking stuff. The Pro Guide 31 series AGM is rock solid. It's bulletproof. But dude, I'm gonna tell you, man, I <laughs> I was running the 24 size, uh, 2024, and <laughs> Ryder and I fished the tournament last weekend, and I'm running over 13 volts all day, running pumps, not and not cranking up and running around. My power pole charge will keep everything charged. But but not running around too much on a small lake, you know, three graphs absolutely turned up all the way. Nothing in sleep mode because I'm lazy. Aerator pumps running because we caught a limit in the first 10 minutes. Incredible. And I had 13.1 volts at the end of the day after, set, you know, a seven-hour tournament. So that's a live scope. But that's, I mean, stupid, okay? Like, I, I have stared had a graph a lot and watch those numbers and uh, just amazing. So uh, probably going to bump that up a little bit. They've got some new stuff coming as well, but proguidebatteries.com LBL10. Check them out there. Been in the battery business for 40 years. They're not a fly-by-night company. Baitworks.com, bait-wrx.com. You can use code Duncan-10. Don't forget to dash, D-U-N-K-I-N, Duncan like the donuts. Duncan-10. To save you money on all the good old tackle there at bait-works.com, do not order it if you do not want it. Do not order it if you don't want it showing up at your door. If you're trying to hide that from your wife, might want to make sure she's gone for a little bit before you hit send. Baitworks is also where you can get the LOB jig, the power finesse jig, with the 3 alt custom trocar hook. Look, I keep them all right here in front of me, available in Seven fish catching colors like the new PB and J that was added right there, but finer than frog hair skirt material. I'm really proud of this jig. Really proud of it. The way it turned out, my man stick at bait works. He he's the man. He, uh, he really worked hard on this one with me. We're doing a special classic color. We're working on right now that I have fired up about, but all these, all these colors with the exception of PB and J, I, I truly, like if I put three strands of this and two strands of that, that's what it is from what I tied here in my garage, and they uh, they hooked it up for sure. So Power Finesse Jig, three-eighths and half available in that. You can pick them up. If you know a tackle store that wants these, you can uh, shoot me an email, and we'll get them hooked up as well. It was a Baitworks exclusive for the first year, but 
we're rolling on. If you want it, to, it's going to be an online exclusive at Baitworks, but if you've got a local tackle store you want them in, get them while they're hot. And I keep hearing things from like the Ozarks, Lake of the Ozarks and Table Rock Lake. Of course, that's where Baitworks is really uh, centered up and and they are doing work out there in that part of the world. Bait-WRX.com, Duncan-10. All right, last but not least, hang the imaginary banner. Express Boats. I am fixing to say goodbye to that beautiful X21 LE. We have found a new home for this year's boat. 21 feet of fury, 96-inch beam. But whenever we hand it off, we're going to be picking up the new 21 LE. That's also 21 feet of fury, a 96-inch beam with a Yamaha show and the fastest hole shot in the game. And it's got that C-deck bow to stern. Amazing tackle storage. I'm super pumped to be running the LE again this season. That boat is, uh, again, my favorite bass boats. While I was talking to the to the gentleman that's interested in this uh, this year's about it, I'm like, man, it's just no, I, I can't, I can't say this enough. How much I enjoy fishing out of that Express platform. It's it's stable. The tackle storage is just stupid, and uh, I can fish this deep, or I can fish however deep I want to. Wind, waves, who cares? I'm not limited at all. 50 gallons of gas, the X21 Pro. Listen, everybody's pinching pennies right now. Interest rates are stupid. If you are in the market for a new boat, I'll promise you, and you're thinking, man, look at these fiberglass boats are over 100 grand. They're fantastic. Fiberglass boats are great. But if you are looking for something that doesn't break the bank in comparison, that you will not sacrifice to have a fully rigged tournament bass boat, amazing live wheel system, the whole nine yards, check out an express dealer, get you an X21, get you an X19. You will not be, uh, you know, you won't be disappointed. Express boats building excitement since 1966. Got Lee Livesey on the team now, too. Lee Livesey, old Lee, big Lee. Gonna get to see Lee here in a couple weeks at an event. All right. Thankful for the folks from Express right there. Good people, family, too. And that's that's what overwhelming theme with Express. And you feel like that when you're a customer as well. Bassmaster News. Bassmaster News. I need a Bassmaster News button. I don't know. I don't think I have one. I don't think that's it. I don't think the drum beat button was it. I need it. You can do a lot with this little machine I've got, but I'm pretty limited to my sounds that I have put on here because I'm lazy. David Fritz announced he is retiring from Bassmaster. What a freaking legend. And also Larry Nixon retiring, which led to Jordan Lee, the champ, the two-time Bassmaster Classic back-to-back champ Jordan Lee. Going back, making him a little, making him a little jump. I teased that on live last week. But he's making him a jump back to the Bassmaster Elite Series, Jordan Lee. But uh, let's talk about David Fritz, and let's talk about Larry Nixon real quick. Because if if uh, if anything ever, you know, on this show, I want to be able to express if anything ever happens like this. I've got to I've got to say those two guys. When I grew up you know, a nineties kid watching Bassmaster on TNN, those two dudes and watching FLW tours in that same time frame on ESPN, those two guys 
they just literally are the names of my youth. Those are guys that I looked up to immensely, man. I've got a picture at my mom and dad's house of, uh, of my brother and I at a Bassmaster Classic with David Fritz in the old lose booth. I had a lose cranking rod I, I begged for for Christmas when I was like 15, a David Fritz cranking rod, like in a, in a lose cranking reel. Like I begged, I begged, I loved to crank and I loved to crank because of David Fritz. I still love to crank this to this day because of David Fritz. I, I mean, loved it. And and I would just watch videos and I would, I would go to tournaments. And then when he was on stage, I would just hang on every word about how he was catching them. And, and, uh, he was just this offshore guy out there cranking. And it seemed like he was in the abyss, but the crankbaits we had back then didn't really even run that deep, <laughs> but he was just dredging them up on a pose 300. And, and, and then he got into the rap. I remember the, the Risto rap crankbaits that Rapala had. And he, this guy has just been. And then, I mean, he was influential in the DT series. And then he goes to Berkeley and he was influential in so many, so many baits there. And this guy is just, I mean, monumental in my life. And I, and I've never had him on the show. I'd love to, I would love to have David on and I'm going to try to do that this off season. I know David deer hunts a lot. David and I have some mutual friends don't know David that well, other than just meeting him a couple times, but, um, such a bass fishing hero of mine, such a Mount Rushmore of bass fishing name for me growing up, especially. And, um, you know, hate to see he's hanging up the, hanging up the cleats, but, uh, man, what a, the Fritz blitz, man. Holy crap. Like I could, I could probably do two hours just rambling about David Fritz memories and some of those runs he went on in the nineties, man, just and God, with a flasher, still has a flasher on his boat to this day. Just get out of here, man. A legend. A legend for sure. And then the general himself, a man I am proud to call a friend. It gives me chills when I say that, to be honest, because, again, this guy, Mount Rushmore for me, bass fishing, Larry Nixon. He is stepping back. He, you know, he made the switch to the Elite Series a couple years ago. Runs with my buddy Joey C. Larry is uh, – He's just amazing, man. If you've been around him in any capacity at all, you you know that he is just one of those larger-than-life characters, not only in bass fishing, but just in life. And he is uh, he's just something, man. He's something. He's so, and You look at, uh, and to me, again, one of those names of my youth, but that Bassmaster intro with him, oh, baby, please stay pegged with that big one. He, like, looks away from the fish as it's jumping. It's over 10 pounds down at the Harris Chain during a mega bucks on an old Berkeley power worm. The big hat on, dude. Come on, man. That is, like, that is just injected into my veins, Larry Nixon right there. Uh, that, da, 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 da. And he's just. He's just bowed up on a giant with like a pistol grip rod. Freaking Larry Nixon. Come on. If any of you young fellas out there and ladies are watching this, you can go look up some TNN Larry Nixon clips. I remember him uh, like winning an FLW tour event on St. Clair with a fluke and a spook, and I thought that was just epic. I remember that event when uh, FLW tour was on ESPN when JM and Associates were doing the coverage. It was incredible. Change, change fishing coverage forever, but I remember Larry – you know, he's fishing both back then, but he was the first ever bass fishing millionaire. <laughs> I mean, and I remember that I just, I can close my eyes and see the picture of, the, of him 
the day that that happened, but just one of those icons that I, I again, I was fortunate enough to, to fish against him on the FLW tour. And I've told this story before, but, uh, on the show, but before we move on, I'll, I'll tell it again. This is one of my, my dad's favorite like situations that he's ever been around me in, but I fished, I fished as a co-angler, obviously on the tour a few times and then fished an entire season in 2015 before I made the switch over to the front. And, uh, and I also for TH Marine back then I would do service crew work. I would go and even when I was fishing co-angler, I would go and work on jack plates and I would work on things. And, and, uh, and that's really when I got to know a lot of these guys and I was handling pro staff and things back then when TH was, uh, family owned and, and, uh, you know, all of us kind of wore a lot of hats and, and this was, uh, and it was, it was awesome. Like I was just big eyed and, and getting to hang out with freaking Larry Nixon and Jimmy Houston and so many different, so many different people. And, and uh, Larry, Larry was, uh, always tearing stuff up. <laughs> that's for sure. But I had to work on Larry's stuff several times. And when I made the switch and, and I qualified to go fish out of the front in 20, whatever 2016 i think it was the year i went and uh and larry we're at the meeting at okeechobee and i'm th had me working a little booth there or whatever i'm handing stuff out and larry comes through the line he goes hey i came by the i came by the th marine service trailer and you weren't there to work on my jack and i got my jersey on you know i'm like i'm like i'm here man i'm an flw tour pro and and he's like i came by the trailer and you weren't there to work on my jack plate and he like winks at me he's like I need it worked on. Can you come check it out? Knowing I'm on the roster, also not caring that I'm on the roster because he's going to kick my teeth in because it's Larry damn Nixon. He thought that was the funniest thing that he ever said to anybody. And I was like, he really only thinks I'm here to work on Jack Place. <laughs> I'll never forget the first morning of the tournament. I pulled into my starting area and there's damn Larry right there. It's like, welcome aboard, rookie. And you look over and there's the damn general. And he's like, hey, what are you doing over here? Why aren't you working on my jack? Plane? <laughs> Did you come work on it on the water? And this was just like the constant joke for years on the FLW tour competing against Larry. And he's like, hey, this thing's making a noise. Can you come check it out? What about my hot foot? Can you, hey, come over here. I know you're trying to fish, but I'd like for you to look at all my gear and take care of it. But Larry Nixon is uh, such a... Uh, such a such a character, man. Such a character, and, and again, proud to call him a friend, and hate to see him go, man. But, I, but also at the same time, I'm it's bittersweet because I'm glad these guys can that can hang up the cleats, right? Because fishing is one of those things that you can do it forever. We got Rick Clun, I think, entering his fiftieth season or something like that, as well as fiftieth tournament season. It's insane. He's still out there. He's still got the drive. He still wants to do it. Another one of those Mount Rushmore names for me. Um, but, but congrats to David and Larry Nixon on getting to retire. Now, that being said, again, little buddy, Jolie, little, little, Jolie, 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 going back to the Elite Series. Don't know why I just did that. Dolly Parton ruined the Tennessee Vols game. Uh, we would have never lost. We'd have beat Georgia if it wasn't for Dolly. Just kidding. Dolly's, Dolly's a Tennessee treasure. But her and Peyton together did ruin that game. If we're just jumping around. She's not allowed back in Neyland. But Joe Lee, back to the Bassmaster Elite Series. Based on the fact there were two legend spots, Nixon and uh, Rick Klun getting those to get back in. Nixon steps down. It allows Joe Lee to get in. Now, I do know there were several of the MLFers, the BPT guys that, that are 
legend spot worthy, which is, uh, I think it, it's Bassmaster Angler of the Years and Bassmaster Classic Champions. It's how you get that spot. Joe winning two classics, beep, beep, bumps him up the list, top of the list. You know, you got guys like Cliff Pace in that crowd uh, that are leaving BPT. That's a classic champ. He could have got the spot. Uh, you've got so many. You've got a Luke Clawson that's a, a former classic champ. You've got Randy Howe a former classic champ. You've got Mark Davis that's a former classic champ. Boy, Duckett <laughs> somehow won a classic. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Uh, Jesus. Take the wheel. Uh but there's several. I could name them all off. Evan Evers, obviously, classic champ. Uh, but several, 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 several. But there were there were some that reached out to try to get back. But Joe was at the top of the list there. And uh, and he accepted the invite. And no matter, man, I've seen people comment, it's not right. He gets back in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Bass has that in place, that Legends exemption. And you decide to take it. And you won not one, but two Bassmaster Classics. Hey, Internet, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Because he definitely should not have to go through Bass Fishing Purgatory of the Opens to get back there. Period. End of freaking story. I don't care what you think about it. He, trust me, he belongs at that level and should not have to to fight his way back. Uh, I get that they left. I know there's some politics in that. There are people that are probably not happy that these kind of things happen. But at the same time, Dude, you win two classics, and it wasn't like you won them four hundred years ago. He won them in the in the last ten years. If you like send him back, this guy's won everything in the sport. Joe Lee back to the Elite Series. It's going to be awesome seeing him mix it up with some of the folks he's never fished against, and and I know he's really excited about that. Lots of I've seen some comment. Not it's been overwhelmingly positive, but there have been some people bitching about it, like Randy Blockett. Randy Blockett. Somebody sent me a message saying Blockett. I don't watch any Randy Blockett videos. Um, I would never subject myself to it, I don't think. But but uh, Blockett's bitching about the legend spot. And I think, man, when you're just relevant for bitching about LiveScope and then you are just got to try to find content and your bitch is that someone is a legend and being treated as such, I just think it speaks volumes that you're just never – I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> like, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> oh, just keep making LiveScope videos, Rand, Randy, Randy. Randall, Randall Blockett. Uh, and and I guess, you know, jealousy's a bitch because it's like if somebody's considered a legend, that's for good reason. And damn, Jordan Lee is a legend. He's a young man, but he is a legend in the sport of bass fishing, way more than Randy Blockett. And I know, hey, man, I make videos bitching about stuff too. I do. And I'm not saying my opinion's better than Randy's, but I think on this one, you need to sit down somewhere. It's just dumb. You're just trying to, I, I get, look, dude, YouTube is full of people uh, that just try to make videos to get views on their opinions now. And they go live and they, and it's just bass fishing has exploded with that. Uh, and it's interesting for me to watch it because I was a guy that didn't necessarily do it for views. I just did it because it was a platform. And now it seems like, um, a lot of people see that that's, or seem to think that's what they need to do, uh, trying to go quote viral, and it's just it's just silly. But hey, negative comments, dude. If you get people stirred up, which Randy, like I'm giving him love right now, right? Like he's getting love out of it. Those comments, when you post stuff like that, it drives that algorithm up, gets it rolling. It's good. You get people fighting amongst each other in the comments, dude. That's that's the best thing in the world. That's the business part of it. And he knows that, dude. Block it is very smart. 
with all this stuff. So, uh, but I do have to say, stop bitching about somebody being a legend, homie. Okay. Speaking of non legends, <laughs> legends for train wrecking professional bass fishing. Boyd Duckett news, uh, MLF news, but Boyd Duckett news. Boyd pissed off enough people that he got back in. <laughs> He literally pissed off enough people that he got to fish the Bass Pro Tour again or or show up, be there. Uh, and if he's happy, I'm happy. You know, go go. good for you, Boyd. I'm glad that you uh, – because a lot of anglers left. A lot of anglers left. And uh, and I want to I want to run down this list. Some didn't requalify. However, in the hell that works, you know they haven't really dropped anybody. I don't feel like yet but they haven't had to. But they had to dig deep. The the BP two BPT roster came out after Jordan Lee made his monumental announcement. The BPT roster, imagine that, uh, came out, and they had to dig deep in the tackle warehouse invitationals, pro circuit, former FLW tour, RIP Forestwood Cup standings to to fill the field and uh a buddy of mine like a, a josh weaver got in who has definitely worked his ass off he won a pro circuit event he's an amazing angler but he's going to get a chance to go at it for one year you got to go catch him obviously because you're one and done if you do not with this new format and if you don't finish in the top 10 however that works now look if they like you, they can change the rules. We've seen that. Uh, you know, I know they, they sent out an email this week, Bobby Lane going back one year in the opens, didn't make it. Rut row raggy. This wasn't as much fun as I thought it would be. Now he's back to the uh to the BPT. Hey Boyd, I would have loved to have heard that phone call. But they made a they have a legends exemption also, obviously. Uh now Bobby Lane, who they did not let fish Red Crest. Okay, he was the Red Crest champ, which qualified for this year's Red Crest at Lake Norman. And they didn't allow him to fish it. Okay? Keep this in mind. Keep up. I don't have poster board. I threw away all the poster board. Keep up. But they did not let Bobby Lane fish Red Crest, even though he was qualified because it says that you have to be a BPT angler. Didn't let him fish it, okay? Bobby was planning on fishing Red Crest at Lake Norman. Didn't allow him to fish, but allowing him to come back. And they sent out an email, and all the contracts are signed. Everybody's raring to go for next year. All the contracts are signed. And they sent out an email to the anglers this week stating there's a rules change. And even though Bobby and, and the rules apparently had stated that your career average, you couldn't sit out a year and then come back and that year count in your career average. You see what I'm saying? Like you should have a zero, like a big hole in your, in your deal. And look, Bobby, I'm, I'm a Bobby Lane fan. This is not taking shots at Bobby, but it's just funny how it constantly changes because like the week Jordan leaves, then Bobby's coming in hot. And, uh, and so Bobby, uh, Bobby, as fat cat says, uh, rules change. He can use his career average and it's like he never left. And that that's and this year will be included in that. And next year will just be last year will just be a scratch. And that's uh that sucks, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I like Bobby. That sucks. It really sucks. And and of course they don't want to lose him again. So now they're trying to do whatever they can, I guess, there. Uh, imagine that changes like the wind. So Anglers that are out, some of these I think are because of qualifications. Some of these, you know, but you you have guys getting back in because enough anglers quit. Uh, but here we go. Tommy Biffle out. Mitch Crane out. B-Height is out. I think that was a choice. 
Jeff Crete is out. Not sure on that one, but he's an owner. He's an owner of MLF. He's out. Josh Butler is out. Roy Hawk is out. Timmy Horton, of course, he retired. We were throwing uh, retirement parties for him, and then they changed the format to five fish, and he went back. But he's out again. He's also an owner. Russ Lane out to the Bassmaster Opens. Jordan Lee to the Elite Series. Cody Meyer out to the Bassmaster Opens. Cliff Pace, former Classic Champ, 2013 Classic Champ, out to the Opens. Randall Tharp out to the Opens. KVD uh, retired. His timing was impeccable. <laughs> He's sitting somewhere right now in a deer stand going, holy Thank God I did that. <laughs> what a dumpster fire. And he's an owner. So uh, <laughs> Van Tam is out. Uh, some names that went back that I, I was surprised to see uh, for sure that I had heard were, were reaching out and were trying to get to bass, but they decided to go back. And look, you get to go fish against, uh, you know, however many dudes, it's 80, but you get to go fish for big money live coverage. I get all that. So I understand why you wouldn't go forth with jumping into the opens. If that was your only choice. Now, somebody else that signed up for the opens, somebody else that signed up for the opens, Mike McClelland fishing hero of mine. Good dude. Very, very good dude. I felt like, and I've talked about on this show, he was like disrespected in a major, 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 major way because they let folks like Jeff Sprague fish. They let Tim Horton come back after he announced his retirement. Now, look, in the point standings, I'm sure Tim, I guess he was ahead of Mikey, and they let him come back even though he'd already stepped away. And and Mike was the first owner that got slapped on the wrist because of the point standings and, and sent to the tackle warehouses, and then he went to the Toyota Series and did all that. And Mike has signed up for all nine Opens. Former Elite Series champ, dude's a hammer, and uh, he signed up for the Opens. He's an MLF owner. I think that's a very loud statement. I've not talked to Mike about that, but I'm just saying there's a lot of these you can read. You can just read. You can just, like, the silence is deafening, right? You get what I'm saying on that? Uh, so, it just it's a shit show. It is a shit show. But, hey, they signed Suzuki. Suzuki's a, down the official outboard. So, take that, everybody. Um Let's see. After contract, I've gotten I've got notes this week, but uh, so those are the guys going to the opens. Some other uh, other couple shocking names in the opens: Laker Hal, Randy Hal's son. I follow along. I, I love the Hal family. Good, good people. Randy and Robin, and I see Laker Hal's name again. He's not officially announced this, but Bassmaster released the EQ list for the opens for next year, and Laker Hal is on it. I think that is a as an obvious statement on where again silence is deafening on where people are what their mindset is right now right with all this uh, Bo Browning Stephen Browning's son another BPT son also on that EQ list for next year okay so Randy House son and Stephen Browning's son uh, very interesting very very interesting I'm going to end with this before we get to our guest. And uh, I'm never surprised, but I, I want to read this. I was sent this last night, and I won't say the angler, even though he doesn't care if I say it. I'm just not going to say it. But he reached out to uh, good old Boyd Duckett in a text message once Boyd's name was came out on the angler roster. And 
He says this to Boyd, with all due respect, Boyd, I am, re- I am requesting you run this business with every bit of focus and not fish against us. I'm saying this to you as a man who is making a good living with your platform. I would appreciate it if you'd focus all your efforts to the league and got that guys like myself depend on and need this platform to survive. I have a huge problem with you being a conflict of interest at this point. And this is the CEO of Major League Fishing's response. I've always made sure that it's never a conflict of interest. Do I have a freaking laugh button? Let's start that again. I've always made sure that this, that it's never a conflict of interest. I'm going to go crappie fishing and get a three-minute penalty. Come on. Definitely not a conflict of interest for Boyd. No way. I like that noise. I work as hard as I can to try to provide you and the others the best platform for your success. Just like you, I also love to fish tournaments. Doesn't seem fair for you. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. This is the best part. It doesn't seem fair to ask me to work hard for your enjoyment and then deny me that same opportunity. (laughs) It doesn't seem fair to ask me to work hard for your enjoyment and then deny me the same opportunity. He probably said that. He probably typed that lean back in the chair. Dude, I am sorry, but that cat right there is despicable as the day is long and uh, and just tone deaf. But now look, to be fair, a lot of CEOs and a lot of very uh, successful folks are very much tone deaf and they're very arrogant and they don't have to listen to anybody or so they think. So whatever. Again, if the whole thing folds tomorrow, Boyd will sit on his back deck in his mansion on Gunnersville and everything will be fine. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, but it is, um, it's just amazing to read that. And that is 1 million percent his words. Uh, also it appears that he has a, a an Android phone that Boyd has an Android. And I got a problem with that. <laughs> of course he does. He's a freaking robot. It doesn't seem fair to ask me to work hard for your enjoyment and then deny me that same opportunity. Dear God. But I'm also the CEO, but I'm also a client. What was that hair club for men? I'm a member. Oh, I'm, all, I'm a user. I'm also a client or whatever that old ad used to say. All right, moving on to our guest today is one of the hottest hands in bass fishing has been for many, many years. But he's a young man. He's a young man. He made a big announcement this week that he is going back to the Bassmaster Elite Series. Got to talk to him about it. A little earlier this week, we had a phone call, and his take on it is very interesting. Uh, I have nothing but respect for this dude right here. He is the two-time Bassmaster Classic champ. He's a heavy hitters champ. He's a he's won a bunch of crap. Okay, he, he's listen. He probably qualified for the regional this year. All right. I mean, he he got his points up for the regional, ladies and gentlemen. Baker's dad, Jordan Lee. All right, as promised, he's making his way back to the Bassmaster Elite Series, and he's doing the podcast roundup. He says he's old news, but I don't believe that. Ladies and gentlemen, the champ, Jordan Lee. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working on being old news, uh, at least in my mind right now. But, uh, you know, we'll get on here and uh, have fun. 
I appreciate you having me. Well, you, uh, we had a Christmas episode I did with you last year, so it's it's only fitting that another holiday week you are the Thanksgiving special for Low Budget Live. So I guess this is a thing now. We just do holidays together. Holidays. We work on holidays. Yeah, and I know you wanted to get Christian on here, uh, but she uh, said she has an appearance fee um, <laughs> that I didn't know about. So yeah. uh you probably you probably don't, but you've you know, probably been paying it for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she's she's worked that into her contract. So you know, she's she's like that appearance that appearance fee's gotta it's gotta be met before she jumps on a podcast. Well well, you and I talked about that. We text back and forth about Kristen coming on because I do think and she she's gonna owe me one. I I'll pay an appearance fee, but I do I, I had my wife on the show last week and you and I talked about this. I think sometimes that we focus on you, right? Jordan Lee and the, and the angler, but man, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And I, and you see Facebook comments and Instagram comments and different things while all this is going on and these big life changing decisions are made. And I just thought it would be cool to get her perspective. So she owes me a, an LBL, a no holds barred LBL. Yeah, she definitely owes you. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, it's cool to see a, um, a different perspective for sure. You know, I mean, for all, all, all anglers, I think it'd be a great idea to, to get guys, uh, better halves on to kind of, you know, get their side of things on it all. Cause it is a, a family oriented deal and, you know, they kind of make, they make decisions along with us for sure. Well, it's it's just like any job change, right? Like when you went from the elites to BPT at the time, that was a huge, huge move for all you guys that made that. It was mm-hmm. the unknown. It was stepping off a cliff to a certain extent. You're leaving where I mean, where you made your career through college bass and then on the elite series, winning classics to go there and then to slide back over there now is certainly, I mean, those are big, big changes. Um and and dude, I, I I'll be honest, I haven't watched. I know you've done some podcasts, but uh, you and I had a brief conversation the other day on the phone. I, I enjoyed you. And my favorite thing is you said, "Look, dude, I'm a customer. I'm paying my entry fees, and I'm just looking forward to to mixing it up really with a new crowd, right? I mean, you've not fished against a lot of the guys that are on the elite mm-hmm. series. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, the fishing world's small. You, you know, a lot of guys, you talk okay. to them on and off, see them, you shall not see them very often, you know, like, I mean, I mean, all, all the guys over there, you, you see them a couple of times a year max, but, um, that was really the hardest thing for me throughout it all really was, was knowing, well, number one was how was, the, how was this change for me going to negatively impact guys? on the Bass Pro Tour because it's it's going to look negative to MLF. Like, Jordan Lee's leaving. Things are going downhill. But, you know, and that's one thing I, I kept in mind throughout it all because those are all my buddies, too, that are fishing. Of course. They're at Major League Fishing that I fished against for a long time. So I know that's not going to be a positive thing. That's the one thing that was really – you can't do anything about it. But it was going through my mind like, yeah, this is not going to look great. I know that, but I I hate that. And that's why, you know, in my short video, I wanted to make it 30 minutes long. 
And I was like, you know, that's what these podcasts can be for is to really let the public know that, look, this is not a a shots fired on anybody. I I want like, like you do, you know, you, 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 talk about the news and MLF and there's always drama going on, but you want it to succeed. That's because that's where a lot of our friends make living, you know, fishing tournaments. That's where I've made a living fishing tournaments for the last five years. So um, that was a hard, one of the hardest things is just how that was going to impact. It wasn't going to change the, you know, how MLFs ran or anything like that. It's just for the guys over there. I know it's not going to look good when they look at my comments and, you know, on social media, it's like, man, welcome back to Bass. I'm so glad you came back to Bass. And then over and over and over again, like a lot of it. Yeah. Like, Dang. Yeah. So why do you think that is? I mean, because I have seen that. I've seen so many of the, the comments and and why do you think? And and I mean, besides the obvious, I guess that it was this big disruptor in 2019. And I think people don't like change. Right. I mean, I, I know yeah. I, I like that. My, the company I've worked for, they've been bought out a couple of times. Nobody likes change. It's, it's, it's very no. makes you easy. Nobody likes it. But why do you think so many fans? I mean, I, I get bass as the OG, but I've seen those comments there. It's overwhelming. There's a lot of that back where you belong. Welcome back. Why do you think the fans think that way and not just because they're obviously Jordan Lee fans and they were definitely watching yeah. you over here, but why do you think they're so excited? You know, I just think it's just like you said, like the, the fishing fans, it's hard to, it's hard to persuade fans of, of, of a sport that's so, such a niche sport to, you know, persuade them to go watch something else that's totally different, you know, like major league fishing has been, um, in, I just think that honestly, that's probably the main thing. And, you know, a lot of the fans that have been around it a long time, like you said, Bass is the OG. It's the, you know, tournament organization that's been around since it started. So I just think once you get outside that, you know, a new circuit, any new circuit that comes along, it's just going to be probably second place. You know, there's not there. I don't think there's an organization and, and, and the fans are just very loyal to that. You know, if, if it's NFL, XFL, I mean, if all the best, if all the best, if all the best players in the NFL go to the XFL, XFL, and there's, there's a little different format, then, you know, there's going to be people watch, obviously. We're going we're gonna to tune in on it and be like, man, I want to see Aaron Rodgers throw to – <laughs> whoever you know with the xfl just crazy you rules. Know what i'm saying and yeah. uh, crazy rules yeah you're gonna watch it just to see what's up and maybe after a while you you know it's not the same and you're like man i just want to watch football and yeah. you know i've never really used that analogy but that's kind of what i think and that's why you see so many comments and you know of, of saying that just because it's what overall the hardcore fishing fans want to watch no doubt about it and man i i really i can remember podcasts i did before i started putting them on youtube but just audio podcasts talking about uh bass in those first bpt days and and that they were in trouble i mean that was the overall feel was like man all these names went and to see that they they hung on 
new stars were born essentially right through that through that new deal and it does show you that what brand power comes with the name Bassmaster in our in our world man it's what magazine did you grow up reading Bassmaster what are your lifetime member of you know what I mean like you and I are I'm a lot older than you I'm older than Dirk now but uh but yeah man it's Bassmaster it's Bassmaster on TV that was the that was the buzzword, even though we were fishing FLWs and BFLs and Redmans, different things yeah. coming up. But Bassmaster was it. The classic was it, man, for, for growing up for years and years and years. And so it, it is crazy to think that they dodged that huge bullet of so many folks leaving. And then the dust kind of settled, man, and they they got their footing. And we've it's kind of like I, I compare it to MPFL in a way of people were like, well, I don't know any of these guys and that was, there were a lot of those comments, right, with the Elite Series after the split. But it's the same thing as MPFL. And, man, there are stars in every league, right? There are guys that can catch them, hammer down, that are absolute superstars, big personalities, and we've seen that with Bass. And and then now mm-hmm. you've got the Christies and the Swindles, Polonics, that these guys that have, you know, Greg Hackney's and now Jordan Lee sliding back in there. What are you looking most forward to in 2024 when you kick off the first tournament? I mean – what have you? What is it that you've missed? I mean, I know you're a five fish guy. Obviously, you succeeded in the every fish counts format, but I, I think deep down, you're old school. You do like five. Not to speak for you on that, but I know you were yeah. for the change last year at BPT. Yeah. Is it is it going back? Is it having weigh ins? Is it uh, is it having blast off? I mean, what are, what are you most looking forward to next season? I think I think the most it's probably not one thing that I could put my hand on, but you know the one thing when I had a really good event at Major League Fishing or even when I won, man, it was it was exciting. I knew that I won on the water, mm-hmm. um, and it was really a cool feeling. Like, hey, I just won a tournament, but you know there wasn't anybody just to, to, and I knew this from the get go. You know, I knew this from the very beginning because I won the first tournament uh, that Major League Fishing put on, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you, you could, I, I couldn't share it with, you know, it wasn't that, and, and Brandon said it too, like, you know, he said it, I remember in one of the first the meetings we had at MLF, or maybe it was halfway through the year, and it's like, you know, we don't have that winning moment, and I've always, you know, like, you know, when you win a, a Bassmaster tournament, or really any other tournament there is, um, you know, you're in, you're in front of people, whether it's, a hundred people, a thousand people, you know, for us, bass fishermen, a thousand people looks like a hundred thousand people, <laughs> no doubt, no and, doubt. you know, you know, when you went and you win an event like that, man, it's really a cool feeling. It's just like something you just take and it. You can't recapture it, but man, it's in the moment when you're holding that trophy up and, you know, there's a bunch of people there and you feel important in a way, like kind of not, not really ego deal, but, that's the one thing like I've, I'm, I've missed, you know, I've only won a few events, but um, you know, I have missed that when you would actually do have a really good week and, you know, and even seeing it for other guys too, when they win and not having that winning, you know, feeling moment. Um, that's just something that's special that you just remember for a long time. And uh that's one thing, which I'm not saying I'm going to feel that this year, hopefully, hopefully, but, uh, I'm going to miss, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, um, 
having a good day and you know you come in you weigh them in you're like man that was awesome just that kind of that feeling i don't know that's really what and that's that's really it's not really you know anything else because i there's things about mlf like i do love you know catching them and putting them back and not having to worry about you know fish all day and you're looking back there and i'm always looking back there like you know, yes. making sure they're okay and babying the fish and stuff like that. Like that was really cool. But on the flip side of that, you didn't have that feeling, that selfish winning feel moment or when you do really well or that excitement. So, or that really anxiety. What I'm uh, looking for. I, and I love the score tracker. I do. Like, I, I think that's a, for a fan, I think that's a cool element. I love watching guys spin out when they get an update. I like, watching the strategy that comes mm-hmm. in if you've got a big lead or if you're way out of it. I, I love that. But in I'm old school as well, and I do think there's something very special if you're Jordan Lee and you come in and you hear you got to have 12-3 to win, and, you, and you're and you like, okay, well, my scale said this in the boat, and I think they weigh 13. I hope they weigh 13. But when that gets called 13-2 and you win, that feeling – when you're a fisherman, a fish head, like that's a, that's one that is very, very hard to replace, especially as a guy that's won two classics. So I get that. And that's something that I was critical of, of MLF a few times. Cause it is weird. It's like, and Jordan, you just won. Congratulations. And it is like, I'm sure it feels awesome in the moment. You're like, I just beat all these guys, yeah. but still it's that it's, it is a, all live sporting events or pro events have in whether it's baseball, football, whatever, they have moments that we all remember. Uh, you know, and I, Mercer calling out unbelievable will always be one of those moments, right? Mm-hmm. For you in your life, for the sport. Like I can right. hear it. Uh, but that that is one of those things that that makes, I think, weigh-ins and events like the Classic so special. So uh, what will you miss about the Bass Pro Tour other than Alton Jones Jr. and uh, in your dance videos with him over there? Other- other than, yeah, other than seeing the guys that I've been around, yeah, we had fun. Um, I think there, I mean, I think some days, which the 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 off days and all that are probably they're hoping to get away from that at MLF. I think in twenty five or who knows, but that that's that's what they're wanting to do is you know do a multi, uh, you know, straight through tournament. Um, when you're, you know bait from after three days of fishing sometimes it is nice to you know not wake up um i guess the thing i'm gonna miss about the miss mlf the most probably would be you know the i guess the weigh and release um as far as from a tournament aspect that's probably it just for the fact of not having to worry about anything other than fishing and Mm -hmm. probably the one thing uh, Maybe that maybe not catching him, let him go, but probably uh, the run the run back in deal. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm gonna have I to like think that. about this. That was, you know, you can run. There's guys, you know, you look at Keith Pochet running all the way up Douglas up to the dam because he didn't have to run back. It's not yeah, a normal tournament. But that's right. The the fact of him not having to run back, or you know, you not having to check time anything like that. Like I wasn't ever worried about time. How much time do I got left? You know, 
that would never went through your mind is like, okay, calculating the times. That's something I'm going to have to read. I mean, I'm really going to have to take it all that in consideration again is like, I got to make it back and check in. I got to make sure my boat's fast, you know, all the little things that go into tournament fishing. Um, but that's probably the biggest one I'm going to miss and, is the, you know, lines out. Uh, and I love, and I, and you got to think about mechanical issues could pop up. If you hit something, if you spin a hub, like all those things, you don't wake it back to weigh in. You're 15 minutes late. I mean, that is one thing I'll say. I love that in uh, inclement weather, what they did with being able to put in at different ramps. I thought that was awesome. I love the, uh, yeah. the lines in lines out deal. Cause I mean, you think about like Chris Lane this year, winning in a buzzer beater, that's a normal tournament that never happens. He does not win yeah. because down on Kissimmee, he would already been headed back to big Toho Marina. Most likely where most of the events go out of. So I think that that is a very cool format. And I hope that there's a way, uh, you know, somehow in the future it'd be cool if we could trailer to one place you know what i mean like a trailered way in kind of thing there's probably a way to do it mpfl did it at lake cumberland last year uh in some crazy flood conditions so it, it can certainly be done with a standard tournament uh it just takes a little more effort uh from a logistic standpoint but it can certainly be done but i, I think that's a a really cool part of what they got going on um did let, let me ask you this other other than the fact that you do owe larry nixon a christmas gift i'm guessing if this was how you were leaning and then and then the general said sayonara uh are you buying the general something for christmas are you getting him you know I, I honestly i need to um i need to get his address if he got it send it to me i'll get, I'll get um, it to you. i need to reach I need, I need to reach out to larry for sure um and you know hopefully there's some some good little good juju from you know larry nixon's yeah. legend spot taking that's, his that's some big shoes to you know man. big shoes to uh feel on that end but uh i i, I definitely owe him i owe him something i don't know what i, I don't know what, what would you get larry for christmas i don't know i don't i don't know what you would get him he uh he loves a spinning rod these days, but I guess he, he may only be using those for crappie fishing this winter since yeah. he's hanging it up. Big duck hunter, big deer hunter, but I can imagine with a guy like Larry, he's got every single thing he could ever want for that. And so then that's, some. That's like fishermen. What, what do you buy a fisherman for, for Christmas? It's 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 so hard because we, we got everything or we know exactly what you, you can't go buy a fisherman a new setup. It's got to no. be something, maybe a bunch, maybe some sense mistakes to his house. Yeah, maybe that's it. Get it some Snake River Farms or something. Send him some Wagyu. I think he's probably got that too. Knowing Larry, who probably <laughs> he's probably got a hook up on that. I have not thought about that from the perspective of Jordan. That's very much a uh, changing of the guard moment right there. Is that you're taking essentially taking Nixon's spot? That's uh, that's pretty heavy, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't haven't really processed it like that because it's just a spot in the field. But heavy. I'm like pretty heavy when you think about it. He is, uh, I mean, the first ever bass fishing millionaire, obviously just incredible. Um, and such a good, good dude. Uh, are you going to room good with person. Joey Sanchez, uh, since that was, that was his roommate. <laughs> you rooming with Joey C? I ain't got a call. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think he'd, he'd, he'd probably rather room with Larry than me, you know, especially <laughs> if I got a two year old running around screaming, uh, yelling, I'm sure, I'm sure he'd be like, you know, Jordan, I think you can, you can uh get the next place on your own so uh i don't know how many guys are really going to want to room with me but um 
I was going to ask that. Do you have Kristen and Baker going with you on the road next year? Yeah, they're probably going to go with me at least, I would say half of them. Um, See how it goes this year. Uh, That's what we've done in the past. It works great. And, you know, I like rooming by myself um, a lot of times just where I don't get into that dot talk. Um, And even I'm going to tell some anglers probably at, at Bassmaster this year, you know, I know a lot of guys talk on the phone. I'm not that guy. I don't want to know if you've caught 50 pounds or zero. You know, you can maybe get a judge of, you know, is the fishing, we, we pretty much pretty much know what it's going to take, you know, in tournaments. Yeah. Like, you know, 20 pounds is probably not going to be leading, but <laughs> it's, it's going to be doing decent. No, um, you know, 15 is going to be probably a lot of check ranges, maybe a little less than that. Um, but the dot talk is really, I've, I've tried to get away from that and talking, well, we can't really talk about specifics, you know, spots or anything, or we couldn't at MLF. Um, but I, that just throwing that out there, but I do, I like rooming by myself where I'm not, you know, feeling a certain way, um, going into a tournament or, you know, just based on somebody else's practice or anything like that. I know a lot of guys probably love it, but. Um, I just like kind of staying on my own and just doing my own thing. I think it can train wreck you at times, depending on the kind of person you are. I know some people make it work to their advantage. You see these little groups that certainly knock it out. I mean, I think about on MPFL this year, we saw it with Trent Palmer, Patrick Walters, and Mike Corbishley, and those guys were crushing it, and they shared 99% of everything they found, and that works for some. They're call, talking in practice. For me – it's always strange, and I had people that I could trust, but when you're on one end of the lake doing your own thing that you want to be doing and somebody calls and goes, dude, up the river, I just had 27 bites, and that's 30 miles from where you're at in practice, and I'm like, oh, and you're having a slow day doing what you want to do. That's that's rough to hear, and it gets those gears turned. I never really liked that. I, I just, I mean, yeah, somebody throwing you a bone every now and then can help, but, man, I just never, I always, if I was going to catch them, I wanted to do it on my own. I was going to fail. I wanted to go down in flames on my own, but that sometimes you just spread yourself so thin in those situations, especially with only like basically two and a half days of practice in the elites too. Yeah. You know, out of the two tournaments I've won, like the last two that I've won at MLF, but this year at St. Clair, you know, that tournament could not practice in Canada, had to pretty much gamble everything on Canada, just in the tournament off a sheer, hope and prayers that you were going to land on some fish. But if I would have, you know, and I knew that's what I was going to do. I told myself I'm doing it. I don't care. But if, if I talked to a bunch of guys in practice and they're like, man, we're catching 20, 22 a day over here in in the U S side, catching a bunch of numbers. And I I knew fish were going to get caught over there. You know, it could have swayed me be like, man, I need to just stick over here and just play, just play it safe. I wouldn't have won that tournament. And, you know, even when you're on them really good, if you're trying to be 100% transparent and you really find something special and you feel bad, like, you, you don't you don't want to tell them, like, man, I've, I found something a little different. You know, I, I don't really want to tell you, but you've told me everything. And that's where friendships, too, can get hurt. Yes. You know, guys, it, happen, it happens all the time. It's where, mm-hmm. you know, well, you didn't tell me you were you were catching fish like this. Well, 
you know, I didn't want you to, you know, didn't want other the word to get out and all that. So it's like, and I know it happens, but I, I try not to let that, you know, get in because that that's a tough situation, you know, when you have that come up. Well, when you're trying to make the regional, Joe, it gets tense out there. Trying to make the regional is a, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> got to get points for that regional. Points. Hey, thanks for coming. Got got you some good points for the regional. Good points towards the regional. It was funny. Our waymaster at MPFL this year. Big yeah, we'll see, you. <laughs> see you at the next one. <laughs> yeah, see you at the next one. He was saying that, though. On one stage. fish, two pounds. You got some good points for the regional. So many times in my life I've heard that. You got you some good points towards that regional. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you at Neely Henry. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Neely Henry in July. <laughs> Neely in July. It'll be great. Fish fest. Everybody's going to smash. Yeah. Almost like Smith the last week of June on the Elite Series. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you forget that you had oh, to do that? Brutal. You went back, and now you've got to fish. You've got to fish Smith the last week of June just, during during the day. <laughs> in the day, yeah. Maybe it's a night tournament. Maybe I hadn't looked at the, you know, at the uh, uh, SOEs on that. You know, maybe maybe Smith they're going to rethink their decision and change it to night. Listen, I think with technology the way it is now, they're missing a golden opportunity to have the first ever Elite oh. Series after dark. We can watch. There's, I mean, dude, there's night vision and all this stuff. So good. Let's do Bassmaster Live after dark. I'm begging. Let's do it at Smith. It's the perfect you place. Imagine. Oh, it'd be epic. <laughs> it would be. It would be so much fun. It would be epic. Yeah, it'd be a lot more it'd probably be a lot more enjoyable. At least you 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 wouldn't feel like you were gonna die, maybe um <laughs> if it was at night, but that's, a, we know, were that's gonna be one of those ones you're gonna We were down there doing that. Gonna, that's gonna be one that you're not just no, yeah, <laughs> you're not just trying to survive the tournament and go catch fish. You're trying to survive like man, I want to go home to my family to you know, um uh, tonight after I get done. So when little Trey and I were out there during that ABT 100, uh, that you fished against us there a couple weeks ago, and it was a beautiful day in November and there's wakeboard boats and people are tubing and the water temperature is like 62. There are people everywhere. And I said, think about what this is going to look like, dude, there are, I mean, we're, we're out there fishing on a point and somebody almost runs over us with a ski boat and you're like, then a pontoon comes this way and you're like, Dude, the last week of June is going to be rowdy down here in Coleman, Alabama. Dude, it does not matter where you are. I mean, it's going to be that tournament. I don't think anybody's going to remember that tournament for like a fish catch (laughs) or anything like that. It's probably going to be remembered just by the sheer fact of the sea dudes and the jet skis and, you know, uh, Tri-tune. I don't know the last time they. Yeah, it's gonna be an it's gonna be insane. Do you all kidding aside? Because I, I was texting Wiggins about that when the schedule came out, and I'm like, dude, what's that gonna take? Like weight wise, what's that gonna look like? He goes, I don't know. I don't fish there during the day that time of year. <laughs> he said, I'm anxious to see what they do. But what do you think that tournament will look like weight wise for four days? Man, yeah. See, I don't fish Smith from May to september that's like mm-hmm. i just 
don't go out there because the the boat traffic and the fishing it sucks um you know you can go to you know summertime you go right down the road to gunnersville if you want to go catch some fish you know or in whaler or pickwick or whatever you know um i mean especially the last week in the june but i mean dude i'm thinking i'm thinking you know 12 12 i mean probably not even 13 a day maybe it's you know i mean maybe 13 a day max to win you know maybe a little bit more but i don't know i mean that's just dude i mean 13 a day would be well that'd be 50 low 50s for four days yeah i mean that'd be pretty solid yeah Um, if you can do that four days straight on that yeah i feel like I feel like that's pretty stout, but man, look, looking at the schedule though, you got to be pumped up. I know you love Wheeler. Obviously Wheeler's one of the, I mean, you've cut your teeth on that pond, just like you have Smith. I mean, having those back to back has got to be pretty daggum exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, Wheeler, I, you know, I was laughing. My One of my best friends, uh, I talked to him a lot. Slick Johnson, everybody, a lot of people know Slick. He's the TikTok the star now. The self-proclaimed Wheeler King, too. The self-proclaimed Wheeler King is what his tag says. That's what the tag says. And, uh, yeah, I was laughing at him because I'm like, literally my my best friend fishes out there all the time. And I, I don't I don't go out there as, you know, I go out there every now and then, mess around. You know, I, I just don't go to Wheeler like, hey, I'm going for a week straight. And, you know, but he knows everything out there. He knows every stick, stump, whatever. And I don't know where any of that is. And I'm like, <laughs> man, that would have been really nice to know, like, you know, like a year ago. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, it, it's Tennessee River in the summer. You know, it can get people on top of each other. And if you, you got to figure out something new and, and something different. But I, I'm excited about staying at home, fishing close, back to, you know both of those tournaments that's going to be awesome i mean even if the fishing's really tough or if i do good or not great whatever i mean it's being close is there's nothing like that short of having gunnersville on there too i think you're going to be okay i think that was definitely yeah. a carrot that bass waving when they called and said hey joe we got this legend spot open i think you look at that schedule and you go you know <laughs> yeah i think i'll go I think I'll come back. Yeah, you see Coleman, you see Coleman, Alabama on the schedule. You're like, man, yeah. I probably ought to fish if I can. Um, it doesn't matter if it's you know what time of year, but I mean, being that it's going to be like extremely tough, probably and whatever. I'm hoping that I can pull something, you know, out of the hat. I mean, especially for Smith, like that is the lake. You know, you see Wiggins all the time. I mean, if he was in it, you, you would just hand him the check. Just yeah, um, here's the truth. Just take the pretty much, take the, but his name on it. Yeah, yeah, you just hand it to him. I'm not that dominant out there, but I normally can catch fish and figure out a pattern. So I'm crossing my fingers on on that one that we can at least, you know, I mean. But you know, Smith, it's God can kill you too. It's one of those lakes that just can. I don't, I mean, as much as you know, and whatever, I mean, it can be brutal. I think it is the, I think that's what's so impressive about what Jesse and Jordy do there. 
And I've said this on the show many times to be that dominant there because they are. And we've seen guys like Craig Daniel be dominant there over the years, Jackie Flack. But, dude, to be what they are throughout the year, all the time on that body water because it is the most fickle. I love Smith. It's one of my favorite lakes. But, dude, it will burn you to the ground. Those fish uh, will yeah, you, you can feel like you know nothing about a bass if you fish Smith like three straight days in a row, right? And you may have one day you're like, this is, dude, yeah. this is going down. And you get trying to do the exact same thing the next day. And a lot of times it's just like, Mm-mm, that's not happening again today, Bubba. Good luck. And that's what's so amazing about the, uh, the Wiggins boys. Shout out to the Wiggins for coming and kicking our teeth in in the ABT 100. You know, I just thought of a good idea too. I, I need to set up a, a apparel shop, kind of like I think Scott Martin does it at the tournaments. Except it's just going to be the This Lake Sucks apparel at Smith Lake only. You know, and so the anglers can come off. I'm going to give the anglers a discount. Um, I'm going to give them a discount code. They can they can buy the shirt if they want to. Um, maybe do a little sponsor deal if they wear it on stage because um, they're going to a lot of that. That's going to be settled that week. I, I think that you're missing a real opportunity to do the first ever Jordan Lee contingency program where the lowest finishing angler wearing the This Lake Sucks hat at Smith gets $500. <laughs> I like that. That's a good yeah. That's a good thought. Great thought. Every Elite Series, if you're watching this, Elite guys, you can uh, hit Jordan up, <laughs> order a shirt. 500 but maybe lbl pays the 500 the this lake sucks bonus for smith because smith can suck sometimes and it will suck that week i don't care what anybody tells you don't look at me low lifers i'm looking straight straight at you in the camera if bassmaster tells you that's going to be a good one it is not it might be a good one for jordan lee but that one is going to suck (laughs) yeah it's gonna be rough can you imagine if forward facing sonar didn't exist and you had to fish that? <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, speaking of that, that's something I, that I kind of had in my crawl to talk to you about a little bit is that's something you seem like you've adopted obviously, and you, and you're getting better with it all the time. Uh, and obviously it's here to stay. Uh, I don't, I don't see any tournament trail taking it away, but I remember, I guess it was, when were you guys on Smith? Was it last year in BPT? I think it was last spring in BPT, and you made the final yeah. round. It was like you and yeah. Jake and a couple more. Uh, but but I remember you talking about you were trying to get better with it then. I remember watching you on live, and you were saying how much time you had spent trying to get better. So has it really just been in the last year or two that you've really started focusing on that? Yeah, really really trying to get better at it but it's still you know I think a lot of it now that I've done it for you know I think everybody's pretty decent with it can can see fish and some guys have a little tricks up their sleeve but I think it's the guys that go to places that are you know untraditionally like you said like a Florida you know mm-hmm. that capitalize it and you're talking about Patrick being so good with it him going to you know down there to Florida and jerk bait and live scoping, like I'll probably be be over there punching grass and, you know, trying this and trying that. And so I'm not a hundred percent like on it, but man, it seems like that's really working for a lot of guys. And 
but I am getting better with it and, you know, trying to, no matter where I go, trying to play it into the game and, uh, you know, because you know that's how guys are going to win tournaments now. So, you know, no matter if it's a Floridish lake or wherever, like just mixing it in somehow, you know, you, you kind of have to. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get better at it. But I'm definitely not, quote, unquote, a scoper. Is, is they call them. Um, oh, scope. If you ain't scoping, you're hoping, they say, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it, if, if I'm at certain lakes, I'm going to put it in and do it all day. But, man, it's tough for me to go to certain lakes. Like, you know, like you said, the Florida's and just no matter what, just doing that. Like, but guys are, you know, that's how that's how they're doing it right now. So, we'll see. Yeah, Jordan Lee likes to flip a big weight around every now and then. You like you like to throw a big weight. I like to do cool stuff. I, I like to throw a frog. You know, I'm not yes. I'm not watching them come up on a frog. You know, I mean, so yeah, there's there's a lot of those scenarios where I'm going to be like, no, I'm setting it down. I don't care if I get beat. I don't care if I, you know, if, if they're biting a frog or if I get a couple bites flipping this year, I'm going to be like, yep, y'all can have it out there and just do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with that. I, I I love it, but at the same time, there ain't nothing better than just going down the bank and catching one on a frog, catch one on old buzzer, skipping the, skipping a jig yeah. under a dock. That's that's uh, always going to be bass fishing to me at its core. It's just it's a really good time. But if you're coming up in this sport and if you're trying to make it to the level where you're going to compete against Jordan Lee, you better get good with it. I'm just telling you, yeah. you better get as good with it as you can and. Uh, you know, and I, like like going to Champlain this year. You know, it's it's in August, and those guys fished there last year. Obviously, around that time, I'm not that guy that's going to be like, man, the largemouth are biting. I'm going to go catch forty of those, and you know, have fun flipping and frogging. Like I know I'm going to get killed, so I'm not like that. You know, far deep into it where. You know, there may be one or two, couple checks, got guys doing that, but man, you know, if you got to get out there in the mix, you got to. Um, or it's just not going to be worth your time. No, I, I'm, I, I get it, and and you can be a little stubborn. You're like, you're like me. You can be a little stubborn, but I think you're you're learning. And you're, uh, how old are you right now, Jordan Lee? How old are you? Getting this legends. I'm 30, 32. Old man. Thirty-two with the old. You know. I mean, so I'm, I'm right there, you know, I'm on the brink. I, I, I'll tell you this though, the gray hairs are coming quick. I mean, they are quick. You have a kid, man, you have a young and gray hairs come. Ask, ask, uh, ask Dr. Lee himself. He'll tell you that that's when the gray hairs show up. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Dude, they, they come in quick when you have a, when you have a young and pop up, there's no doubt. So. Does does Doctor Lee uh, is he ever going to get Baker a pet beaver to keep in the bathtub? Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> I can't believe you remember. Well, I'm not surprised you remember that. I forgot <laughs> I told you that. But so great. You know, that's that's probably not what Baker needs. Right? <laughs> Baker probably does not need a pet beaver right now. That would be, <laughs> oof, that would be tough. Um, yeah, what, what what Luke's talking about, y'all, is he's he's what he's giving he's what he's giving me story. some stuff over. His, uh, my dad, he's a, a veterinarian, and when I was younger, he had a, a 
a client bring a pet beaver in. Or, uh, it was actually a beaver that got hurt. Well, dad took it and started kind of took it home to us. And, you know, he was trying to rehabilitate it. And, you know, I think it's leg, something was wrong with its leg. And anyway, so we had a pet beaver for months and this beaver would, would sleep, you know, in the same bed as where I was at, like, just like a dog would, you know, go to the bathroom in the, in the tub. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, we had some cool pets, but the beaver, man, that was, that topped the cake. Were they aggressive? Is a beaver well, aggressive? Do you, do you have to worry about a beaver biting you? I mean, what's the deal when you got a pet beaver in the bed? I mean, they, they, it was not aggressive. It was, it was pretty chill. Um, God, I'd love to have a beaver again. That was really cool. Now that I think about it, uh, but it did, it did bite me it, it, on the on the finger on the tip of my finger. Um, but not super hard. I mean, this thing was a baby. You know, it was small. It wasn't oh, okay. like a full I'm grown. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about one of them. You see, kaboosh with his tail. <laughs> yeah. No, this was a baby. This was a baby beaver, Luke. It was oh, not okay. a giant okay. muskrat. You type, didn't specify you know. that on the Boats and Pros episode we did years ago. You didn't specify. Well, I, want to, I want to get your imagination. I want to get your imagination, imagination running and get you thinking about this beaver. <laughs> I'm so glad James Watson isn't on this podcast right now. <laughs> so glad. Yeah, you're you're right. This is just ammo. You'd just be throwing him ammo. <laughs> His feeble oh, mind would handle all these beaver references. He'd never be able to handle it. Oh, he'd be knocking the beaver. I'm struggling myself. <laughs> I'm struggling myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so good, dude. I, I loved it. I mean, you were just we're idling around doing boats and pros, and you're like, I'm like, we're talking about your family and family history and things. And then you said that about the pet beaver. And I'm like, wait a second. What did you just say to me right now? Yeah, you lost I never it. knew about you. Yeah. It was amazing, dude. It's still, it's my favorite Jordan Lee. So low lifers at home, take notes on that. That could be trivia at some point in your life. I mean, nobody, no other bass fishing shows bringing you that. Trust me. You're, you're getting the beaver goods right here. No, that's the nitty gritty. That is, is <laughs> that's as uh, nitty gritty as it gets. All right, buddy, a couple more things and i will let you get back to it it's the week of thanksgiving man uh so i know you're spending some time with fam and I'm, i appreciate you taking the time to hang with me and the low lifers uh did how was it i have to ask this going back to the mlf thing how was it whenever you you call up old white rod himself old ducket you call him up and you say hey man listen here's the deal i wake up in the morning and i piss excellence and I'm going back to – I'm taking my talents back to Bassmaster. Is that how you did it? I'm sure it's not. How, how was that conversation? <laughs> you know, so I, so I, I called uh, Kathy Phil first. I told her kind of – I told her what I was doing. Um, and I just – she was the first person I decided to call. I was going to call her. I was going to call Boyd. Kathy was, you know, obviously – just super nice. I mean, just as nice okay. as she could be. She was, you know, she was like, I, I hate it. I, I hate that you're, you know, you're leaving. And, you know, I, I wish you, I, she didn't say I wish you wouldn't, but she was like, I, I hope the best for you. Just totally respectful. Short conversation. I told her, look, I'm going to be fishing, you know, uh, some 
Toyota's probably – I'm probably jumping a couple BFLs. This has nothing to do with Jordan Lee just Xing off Major League Fishing, you know. Um, didn't want to go out anything like that. I told her, look, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to – this is not a negative thing for me. And I just wanted to let them know that. And then I, I decided I, – I called Boyd shortly after, you know, uh, talked to Kathy. And, you know, Boyd was this, the same way. And he's like, Jordan, you know, if – if you ever thought I was going to be mad at you or for, for this, you know, you thought wrong. I mean, this is, you know, you need to do what's best for you. And he's like, go win another classic. Um, and you know, go, go kick ass. I mean, that's pretty much what he said. Um, so he, he didn't I was say, like, yeah, you know, Lee, there wasn't a bunch of that. <laughs> no, there wasn't a bunch of that, you know, people, you know, people give, Boyd a, a bad rap overall yeah um, and and there's a lot of things you know business business wide yeah there's a lot of things business wise that you know could be questionable major league fishing could be questionable but I, whatever he does is his own own business but when it comes to like the anglers like i don't feel like he's he's not laying in bed not being like man you know not like this wishing like- bad on somebody <laughs> or whatever yeah like I don't think I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean that's my take, and and he was nothing but nice to me. So, hey, um, let me, and he let me always ask, has been. Let Let me ask you this: it, So, last year, and I mentioned this earlier in the show before uh, on the the intro before I got to having Jordan Lee on here and uh, on this fine podcast. What? Uh, what are they going to do with you as far as red crest goes? I know in your video, you said you're fishing red crest. I know Bobby Lane last year, they didn't let him fish because he wasn't a BPT angler. Will you get to fish heavy hitters and red crest? Yeah. So one thing after Bobby, uh, we, we took the, the, we took a look at the rules, the angler board did, which I was a part of. Um, that's one rule that we got changed, um, to where if, if anglers retire, if, if anglers retire, they qualify and, you know, decide to leave that, that they'll be able to fish that, uh, event. Um, so, you know, guys like Kevin Van Dam, he's leaving, you know, I don't know oh, whether yeah. else yeah. qualified. I know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we, we got that, that change, which I think's great. If you qualify for an event, it shouldn't matter where you fish, you qualified for it, you fish it. Um, and also, think they had guys you know winning different events like you know uh uh if you want an invitational event you you got to uh you know fish um the the red crest so anyways we got we got it changed to where that would it's all good so you'll get to fish those two events plus the elites uh and then hoping this year you make the classic get back in that 2025 classic have a chance at number three I mean, I'm just saying there's a, there's a couple guys that have won four of those, you know, maybe you, you need to win five. We need Joe Lee to go out Man. 40 years from now to let in some other young guy. When you step out of your legend spot, we need you with five classics. No big, no pressure, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. It'll be way before 40. I'll tell you that. But yeah, I, I would love, that's my goal. That's my number one goal this year. It's not to win the points, to win the tournament. 
that's my number one goal is to get get back to classic. If I'm the last guy in, you know that I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna really focus on, and maybe not swing in every tournament and just trying to catch fish consistently. But you know, we'll see. I think you'll be okay. I think it's going to be a little bit different than your rookie year. I think you'll, I think you'll be a little more comfortable. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll do fine. Just stay away from Justin Atkins. You hear me? Stay away from him. He's bad juju. Just, just, just steer clear, Justin Atkins. <laughs> yeah, good call. I'll remember that. I hadn't thought about that, but I'll remember that in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you steer clear of him. All right, one last thing, buddy, and I'll let you roll. What did Matt say? And I know it's your brother. He's happy for you. Obviously, it's that make your, you know, like you said, boy told you what's best for you and your family. But, man, he's over there. Now you're going back to the Elite Series. And you guys have really fished everything together, I would say, for the last several, several years. So uh, what, what, what did Matt say about this decision? Yeah, you know, I just – I called Matt – kind of as soon as I got word really that, you know, I could, you could take this, you know, legends exemption. And I was like, man, I was like, if you were me, what would you do? Like, you know, you're pretty much, um, you know, you're, you're good on the points with MLF. Um, but you know, me and Matt, me and Matt just, like you said, we fished every year together from 2015 mm-hmm. till now and uh, competed against each other, I should say. But we were just talking about it. He's like, and I, he knows, like, and he's the same way. Like, we just want to fish normal tournaments. We want to go pay our money and um, just fish a tournament series where, you know, you don't have the drama and, you know, you bring him in. And if you, it, it doesn't matter if you bring him in, just want to fish pretty much just normal. And he knows that and about me. And he's, he's like that as well. Um, we were both, you know, I feel like if me and it, from the get go, we were always on the same page. Like, and he's like, dude, he's like, I, I think you pretty much, I think if it was me, you know, it's a tough call. You're paying, you're paying bass pretty much the same as you're paying MLF. No doubt. Um, but I would probably go back. I, I would, you know, I'd probably go back um, and, and, you know, do it. I mean, I, 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 that's so he, he pretty much said the green light, you know, he wasn't, throwing up any irrational uh comments or anything he's just like yeah dude i I think it's probably would do it well brotherly love at its best man matt matt's a good one i gotta get matt on the show i've never had matt on i gotta try to you need to boy on here i I like me some matt lee obviously the lead lead you need to get matt on here he he's got a lot of interesting takes and and matt's way smarter than i am well that i'll ever be um i will say that about my brother he's got um a really high IQ. He he knows what's up. He's he's smart and um you know he's got two engineering degrees. So I mean he's not a this he's no dummy. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he's not a dummy. He's a smart guy. He's, you know, and I, I love my brother and uh you know I I'm I'm gonna miss but I mean yeah he's gonna be like 20 minutes from him so if I really miss him I'll drive down the road but uh just just go see him yeah Uh, i'm you know what i think overall lee lee's boys did okay man what do you think (laughs) we did all right yeah Yeah, we did all right you're doing all right no doubt about it dude and i and i'll i'll say this 
if you're anywhere near North Alabama, you're going to want to be at those weigh-ins around, uh, around Coleman during that, uh, the elite, because I think there's going to be a, whew, it's going to be a crowd there to see Jordan Lee. I guarantee you, no matter how you're doing in the event, those are going to be some fun weigh-ins down there. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, just like you said, no, no, no matter how it goes, um, having a, uh, the first, well, it's not the first, it's the first elite in, on Smith, um, which is crazy to, to think that. there were, The last uh, top-level terminal Smith was probably a uh, maybe a top 150 or something. There's obviously been opens there, but maybe, a, you know, before the elites. Um, so that'll be cool to be a part of, for and sure. This was going I out mean, of the park, right? I mean, They're not the, going out of the dam. They're going out of yeah. Smith Lake yeah going out of the park so that'll be fun i'm I'm excited about it yeah that one's gonna be a good time i i'm i'm hoping that i, I mean in it's not gonna be fun the fishing's not gonna be fun the, ex- the experience on the water is not gonna be fun at all I, i'm just telling you all it's not but everything else is gonna be fun i'm planning on doing uh getting a tri-tune or like some big badass mastercraft and doing low budget live live on the water during that, just bumping some Drake out there. What's up? Bringing you guys like popsicles and waters and stuff, fending off the wakeboard boats from all the guys down there. That's my plan. You heard it here first folks. <laughs> Actually, I think I have an ABT then maybe I think maybe, I don't know. Got a lot of stuff going on next year. Myself, Joe Lee. It's gonna be it's gonna be a busy yeah, year. It sounds like yeah, it's gonna be busy yeah. for you. You got a lot going on. Thank goodness for Marissa Duncan. She can keep up with all of it because I don't even know. I, I I know we got one in January coming up. That's all I know. Um, but I will see you very soon, though. I'm yeah, sure we'll here. our paths will cross. And uh, I appreciate you doing it, buddy. Have a happy Thanksgiving and tell Kristen she owes me a podcast, but I, I'm letting her off the hook this time. I'll tell her. I'll figure out the, what the fee is. We can okay. go have Let these on. All right. Jordan Lee, everybody. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Luke. See you, buddy. Well, all right. That's all she wrote with the champ, the two-time Bassmaster Classic champ, going back to the Elite Series. He's going to be in that bag line again this year. I appreciate him joining me this week taking some time away from family to uh hang with all of us low lifers again in this week of thanksgiving i'm thankful for each and every one of you that tune in you bunch of dang low lifers exciting things coming very soon next year is going to be wild but uh we're going to close this year out with a bang trust me on that we'll take you out with some biloxi blues and i'll see y'all after thanksgiving for another low budget live or not so live. I don't know. We may go live. We may not. Who knows? See y'all. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Do not eat pumpkin pie. It's trash. And cranberry sauce sucks. <laughs> See y'all next time. Sweet. Never could make it last. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three.
and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there 